When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey girl, hey, happy Sunday. Look at me, I'm doing better. Bonus episode about to be out. Now look, I am super excited and what God laid on my heart to do is to follow up with the second part of Charlotte's question um, from our couch conversations as this week's bonus episode. So last week we talked about the fatigue fight and overcoming fatigue and I gave different resources. And in this week's bonus episode, I am continuing um, Charlotte's question in regards to how to navigate those things that we deem as non-negotiable. So I pray that this absolutely blesses y'all, especially as we are officially starting the second quarter of the year and we find ourselves trying to continue um, on those things that we set out to do at the top of the year. I pray that this blesses y'all. I love y'all. I hope y'all have an amazing day and I'll talk to you later this week. You are now tuned in to the Prescription for Purpose podcast, the number one podcast for Christian women to learn how to apply God's principles to fulfill your God-ordained purpose. Every episode will empower you with the tools and wisdom necessary so you can strategically execute and excel in every area of your life. This is the place for you to learn how to walk in purpose, to walk with purpose, and to fulfill God's purpose. Hey sis, happy Thursday. So we're back with our couch conversation for today where we are talking about the fatigue fight. And so we are circling back to a question that we got from Sharla. If y'all don't know, I have a name twin up in here and I'm just really excited about it. Um, but Sharla is one of our purpose partners and she had sent me a message asking about what to do when you're fatigued and how to really deal in a season when you are trying to do the non-negotiables, but you are just so exhausted. And so yesterday we talked about First, identifying fatigue and taking care of your body, right? Taking care of the vessel. And today I really wanted to touch base on this chronic disease that we all have called busyness, okay? Called doing the most itis is what it is called. And it's really a lot of us who are super on fire for God. We love God and we're used to performing at a high level. And a lot of times, especially because of the society and culture that we live in, performing at a high level means multitasking and doing thing after thing after thing. And this is why I talk about the essential for you to have minimum daily standards and for you to have um uh, planned out the things that God has called you to do. Okay, so let's touch first on minimum daily standards. Minimum daily standards are things that you have to do. Okay, like I have to go to work if you're working nine to five. Okay, so I, I missing work is a non-negotiable because <laughs> first off, it's not very integritous for you to just be calling off them people job like that. Um, but also because if you if you uh, call off too much, you will lose your job, okay? And you don't got time to be losing your job in this season. So thing number one is making sure that you are 
being sincere in your minimum daily standards. So a minimum daily standard for me is to get 30 minutes of exercise for me to spend some time out in the sun. It's a minimum daily standard for me and it's tied to my health. It's tied to my mental health. It's tied to my physical health. And so this is why I do it. Minimum daily standard for me, spending time with God. Now, the way that I spend time with him varies from day to day, but I'm going to spend time with God, whether it be in prayer, whether it be serving, whether it be worship music, whatever the case may be, that is a minimum daily standard. These are things that are important to me. Eating lunch with my husband, minimum daily standard. Does it happen every single day? No. But my goal is to make sure that I create a space where my days look like this most times. Okay? So you want to make sure that when you talk about your minimum daily standards, it's more than just a to-do list. We don't operate off a to-do list. We're human beings. We're not human doings. So yeah, you can have tasks and things that you need to get done, but you really need to operate off of a schedule. And you need to block time for the things that you're trying to do because we're being unrealistic in the way that we build our schedule and the way that we plan. A lot of times planning is the first step because if truth be told, when God told me to put out a, a Bible study journal, I did not come into agreement with the fact that there were going to be all of these different steps. And once I realized like, oh no, because I'm going to have to like write this part and I want to give myself time to write. I'm going to have to get the journal pages designed. I'm going to have to get the cover design. And then y'all, it was so ghetto. The co- the girl who was trying to do the cover, it wasn't covering. And so then I had to get a second person that's now working on the cover design. And so it's been, it was something that I thought that I could do in a month and it wasn't realistic. I didn't consider the fact, hey girl, you're transitioning back into work. And you have a chronic health issue. Um, I don't like calling it an issue. I have a very, I have special health needs. Okay. And because of that, I have to be more in tune with like, if I'm fatigued, if I'm not fatigued, what things I have on my list. And so what my list has looked like is me continuing to hit my minimum daily standards. I've even had to change the way that I do my exercise. I'm not doing heavy lifting and all of this super high intense cardio anymore. I'm doing cardio and I'm doing stretching because my body goals have changed, right? And so it's not about it being like, I do 30 minutes on the elliptical every single day. It's no, let me get physical exercise. Because that could be a walk today. That could be um, tomorrow me going to the gym and getting on the elliptical. But don't make this so rigid that you can't do what God has called you to do. And you become bound to a list and a to-do list and it becomes an idol. So there's freedom and discipline. Freedom and structure. Freedom and order. You can have both. And so it's so important that we consider both of these things. So make sure that you have your minimum daily standards, but there's enough flexibility that you're able to do what God has called you to do in a way that doesn't stress you out. If I wake up late, okay, well, I can I can do a walk after work. It's not like, oh man, the whole day is off because of my schedule. No. Make sure that you're allotting the appropriate amount of time for what God has called you to do. If you're going back to school, this is more than just me enrolling in school. What happens is, and I have to do this with myself, I will overload myself. Last year, I thought it would be smart to launch a new business with the nonprofit consultant and also rebrand my podcast. And I got to the end of the year and was like, this was was ghetto. I had the hiccups. Sorry, y'all. This was ghetto. I'm not doing this. And so what I've decided 
is to sit with God and say, God, what's the most, what is the most pertinent thing? Most pertinent thing right now is prescription for purpose. And he's told me what I need to do. He told me the assignment. And my job is by the end of first quarter is to make sure that I have everything in order with prescription for purpose. The, the, um, podcast getting recorded, making sure that the app is functioning, transitioning into even doing our monthly partner meetups and just really kind of finalizing these things, getting the end of the year event um, planned for the excuses to execution program. And I'm even revisiting that. Like there's just a lot of things that are going to transition and transpire. And guess what? If that's all I do quarter one is get this book out and make sure prescription for purposes is organized. That's perfect. Because on the surface, it's like, well, I'm only doing one thing. But that one thing has a lot of steps. And so we see the tasks or we see the the um, the thing that we're trying to fulfill, but we don't account for the tasks. We don't account for the steps. And so this is how you end up at a schedule that's overloaded because you're trying to do all of these things. And as people of God, we really do this. We get super excited. But please understand when you look at how Nehemiah rebuilt the temple, when you look at how even the instructions that God gave um, people like Moses and Solomon about building things for him, they were very intricate details. And so do not be discouraged because you feel as if you haven't accomplished 25 things this year. You don't need to, if you accomplish 25 things or you half start 25 things, you've done absolutely nothing. And so I am focused, a part of being intentional and this being our year of intention is that we do not get caught up in, look, I'm doing this new thing and this launch and that launch and this launch. And you're suffering in regards to the quality of the thing that's being done. Could I write 16 books? Sure. But I know of a particular person who calls themselves a a leader in the faith. I don't really care for this person. And I think that their doctrine is not of God. So um, I don't, they have written lots of books. I used to be a fan. I used to purchase the books, but it'd be the same content over and over again. Love your husband. This is my this is my testimony. The testimony never changes. It's the same testimony about how you had eggs and toilet paper. Like, girl, the books are not quality. Spelling errors and all this stuff in the book. Do not focus on quantity. Quality. We want to live quality, quality lives for God and with God. And so do not allow, when you go through and you plan, consider Every step, count the cost and not only consider the steps, consider the steps of what you're trying to do in conjunction with the things that you cannot change in conjunction with your non-negotiables. If family time is a non-negotiable, non-negotiable in our household, unless I'm working and I only work like four or five hours on the, on the Saturdays that I am in clinic, girl, we do nothing on Saturdays here. And when I say nothing, I mean, we, I might leave from my room to the kitchen. We eat breakfast in bed. Like that is our day to just rest and recuperate. It is a non-negotiable. Are there times where I have to deviate from that? If it's busier or we have something going on, sure. But then I know that I need to account for that rest somewhere else. So I really wanted to hop in and just challenge y'all like, girl, cut some of that stuff. Put it on the list. Put it on the back burner. Who cares what the perception of people, what they think? My nonprofit, I'm trying to consider like what kind of legacy program I'm going to build because 
God is calling me to do something else. And so now I'm sitting here like, okay, let me finish this book because I really need to consider what this is going to look like in the next season. I'm not about to be putting all my energy and effort into this. It, the return on investment, it was good for a season, but it's no longer bearing the kind of fruit that's needed. And God has given me instruction to pivot. And so now I need to make sure that this, the legacy that I'm leaving for this is what God is, it has called for it to be. And it, it could feel like failure, but I'm telling you, it's not. Failure is you ending up in the hospital or you ending up having a stroke or something crazy because we did not take the proper time and opportunity to make sure that we were being good stewards over our, our resources, including us, including our time, making sure that we're not overwhelming our list. A lot of these things that we're asking God for and we're trying to do to where we're feeling overwhelmed, it's not from God. We're not, we're, we, not that the idea isn't, but we've missed the instruction somewhere. So I want to challenge you to sit down and really be um, real with yourself and ask God and the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, God, like, what things am I doing in my own selfish ambition? And it's not that you can't want to do things for yourself, but it's a matter of prioritizing these things. There's a fellowship that I want to do um, for mental health, and it's for nurse practitioners to do like an adolescent mental health thing. It's something that's super important to me. It's on my list of things to do. I don't have a date for it because I said, well, it definitely ain't going to be Q1, baby girl, because we're transitioning into work. We have things that we're doing here, but it's on my list to do this year. If I get an opportunity to do it, I will. But am I going to burn myself out just to say that I got this certificate this year? Absolutely, positively not. It may be pushed off till next year. It ain't going nowhere. School ain't going nowhere. I'm considering getting my um, my psych certification for a nurse practitioner. Considering it. Does that mean I'm going to sign up this year? No, I would have done that in the past. Try to start a new job and I got school starting. No, no, I'm no longer addicted to the rush of starting things. A lot of us are addicted to the rush of starting things. But let's see things through to completion. I'm not picking up no new tasks until I complete this book. And it's okay. It's actually driving me to light. It's actually driving to light a fire under me to finish because I know that I need to be accountable for this time because I'm saying that this is my primary area of focus. Pick one thing that you're focusing on per quarter. Take those steps, write them out and complete one step per week. I guarantee you the quality of your life as you do what God has called you to do will improve. If the burden is not easy and the yoke is not light, because that's what Jesus said, the, the, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Doesn't mean that you won't be stretched. The book is stretching me. But being stretched and being exhausted are not the same. So we have to understand that there is a, a time and a place for us to say, okay, it's all systems go. I'm doing all of these things. But way too often we are overloaded and overwhelming ourselves. And you're like, God, I can't do this. This isn't a life of peace. But we we are the drama. We are creating the chaos. So I want to encourage you to make sure that you are cutting down your list and making sure that you literally have listed out 
every individual step of from point A to point B of what it's going to take for you to complete the task. Like complete the task. This is what it looks like. These are all of the steps. How much time is this going to take? And then schedule it based on what time you have left after you've scheduled in your non-negotiables. So I pray that this helped y'all. I pray that y'all are able to take your level of planning to the next um, to the next level and that you're able to have some freedom in letting things go. Some freedom in things falling off. Stop trying to hold on to things that God has already called dead. We've talked about this. We have to be good at discerning the seasons. If you live in Florida and it's August and it's 90 degrees, and you used to it being, you know, 20 degrees in Antarctica and you come here in the same clothes, girl, you're going to be, you going to have a heat stroke because you're not discerning the season. So just as we prepare, you have to prepare and your non-negotiables have to change. These things have to change based on the season. I knew that this would be a, a season of transition for me because I was going back into work and I haven't been at nobody's job that wasn't my business for the last 12 months. Actually, like 15 months. So it's a, it's a season of transition. I'm giving myself grace. I'm not overwhelming my schedule. And we have to plan for these things accordingly. Just because your favorite so-and-so is having a course that they launch, it does not mean that you have to take it. You're not going to miss out on anything that God has for you, sis. I promise you. And I'm talking to y'all, but I'm also talking to myself. It's a constant reminder. So I pray that this blessed y'all. I know this is longer than our usual notes, but I really wanted to lay this out for y'all. Let me know in the comments what you learned. If there's any uh, questions that you have, if we need to do a live session around this, let me know and I will talk to y'all tomorrow.